episode 506 of Good Luck Hi-Fi. That's right. You're listening to a podcast that's for you if you play Magic the Gathering. Whether you are jamming some Warhammer 40k in space or you're playing some <laughs> some Infinity in, in space, space, we are here for you. I'm one of your hosts, Maria. I'm another one of your hosts, Megan. And that third voice you just heard go, ooh, <laughs> is none other than our special guest for this episode, Mark Rosewater. Yay! Yay! We're so excited to have Mark on the show. Uh, we were just up in Canada. In fact, we are for the recording of this. Yes, in Canada. Canada. In Canada. When you hear this, we will no longer be in Canada. But can you hear the Canada over in our voice? <laughs> Oh, sure. Yeah, I can. Oh. I'm real sorry if you can, but there it is. We're A in to Canada. Z. <laughs> A to Z, Tim Hortons. Um, uh, yeah, we're in uh, with Loading Ready Run for the pre-release for Infinity. No more Canadians are listening to the show anymore. <laughs> we chased them all away in 10 seconds. Do you know the number of different kinds of people we've insulted to the point of them shutting our show off? It's got to be quite high. Yeah, no, it's pretty high. I mean, just random groups of people. But not the people on submarines. Not yet. No, no, thank goodness. They all still love us. Yeah. <laughs> but don't worry, we have some submarine roasts really coming. <laughs> a submarine roast is a new sandwich at Subway, at Subway. where it's like grilled or whatever. Wait, no, it has to be That's roasted. Never mind. Okay. <laughs> where were we? <laughs> Talking about Unfinity. That's why we're here yeah. with Mark to celebrate Unfinity at the pre pre release. Uh, I've got two packs in my hand one collector booster, one normal booster. Both look great, yes. can I just say. Um, so we're going to talk to Mark all about Unfinity, uh, the development of Unfinity, and if you want to play Unfinity, which we highly suggest, um, how to play it, how to draft it, what the draft archetypes are, and all of some uh, kind of cool behind-the-scenes stories about how to make an unset, which I think will be really fun. Yeah, I'm super excited. But before excited. we get started, uh, we have some people to thank. Yes. First and foremost amongst them are you, the listeners and patrons of this show, Special thank you. E-special thank you. E-special. It's like esports. <laughs> to Jacob and Adam, our two Yay! new patrons in this past week. Thank you, Jacob and yes. Adam. Jacob, Jacob and Adam, this one's for you. This is for you. This one's for you. <laughs> um, if you want to become a patron and have a show that's just for you, um, you can become yeah. a new patron or up your pledge. That also gets this show for you. Yeah. Um, over at patreon.com slash GLHF magic. Yeah. It just takes like a minute or two to sign up. You get to become a member of our awesome discord community, um, which will become relevant in another episode. Um, oh. If you're a discord member, you know what Ooh, I'm talking about. Um, wow. And you get a show dedicated to you. Yes. A special shout out. So, you know, just, Lots of just other go sweet do stuff, it. You It'll know? be fun. Plus, it really just, it means so much to us. I can't believe we got to read two names. <laughs> I didn't I know we get to read any names. I'm pretty thrilled about it. <laughs> Everybody, we're also going to say thank you to Card Kingdom, like we always do, but yes. we always mean it from the bottom of our souls. And I don't mean souls with a U. I mean souls with an E, because the bottom of my feet from yes. there up. There up is thankful is for Card thankful Kingdom. thankful for Card Kingdom. Um, the best place to go if you want to order boosters, singles, boxes, whatever else you need to play the game of Magic the Gathering. If you, you Magic the Gathering. are like, when you hear this episode and you'll be excited about Infinity, because I I don't know kind of how you how you couldn't by the end of it. The set is awesome. Um, you can get it at Card Kingdom. Uh, they have all of your Unfinity needs, including if you're like me, a filthy degenerate who wants to play with the Unfinity lands in their limited decks. Wow. 
You can do that. You can buy singles over at Card Kingdom slash GLHF. Get them land. Have you seen the Infinity Lands? Yes, I've Ooh. seen the Infinity Lands. I'm asking the this the royal. Have you the royal you? Have the royal you? <laughs> the <laughs> Spacic Lands? Yeah, yes. the Spacic Lands. I love them. Um, I love space just in general. Yep. Yeah. Are you a fan of space, Mark? I am a fan of space. I made a whole set about space. <laughs> okay. All right. Fair. All right. Maria, that was fair. I guess Mark should be asking you, are you a real fan of space? Because you I, haven't I made, made a set about base it in space. Have you made what, a set based in space? What have I done in space? Uh, nothing yet, but nothing. I have plans, Mark. I have, I mean, have you done plans. a podcast in space yet? A, a show in space? Oh, oh, I wish. Anybody, listeners out there, can you help us make this podcast in space? Maria, you would have to go to space. A dream, a true dream come true. You know, we've asked before, where do people listen to this podcast? And we've gotten answers like we talked about the submarine people. Yeah, that's true. There's submarine. <laughs> <laughs> Still on our side, submarine people. <laughs> I shouldn't call them submarine people. The people on submarines. Oh, uh, you lost the submarine people. <laughs> <laughs> listen to our podcast. Uh, but we've also wondered, have any astronauts listened to our podcast? Hey, if you've ever been space or I'll take space adjacent. <laughs> Are you sp- space adjacent? Adjacent, yeah. and have listened to our show in your space adjacent place, <laughs> yeah. wherever that may be. Whatever that means. Let to us you. know. <laughs> what do you want to know? Oh, all right. all right, let's go. Time to talk infinity. Um, okay, what if? Okay, Mark, I'm walking into this draft format knowing nothing. Okay. Um, what? What? What's my options? What's the smorgas? What's the charcuterie before Ooh, me? Ooh, charcuterie. Okay, so basically, there's two main mechanics in the set, Great. which is stickers and attractions. Okay, Love both of um, those. Though they they appear in all five colors, so if you want to just play stickers or play attractions, low hanging fruit, you literally can take every card that says sticker on it or every card that says attraction on it in whatever colors you want. That will make a deck. You can play it. Have a good time. Great, great, great. yes. Here but okay. if you want to go next level, that that's <laughs> yes. right, the base level. Okay, okay, so, okay all okay. right. Base okay. level. Just those are the two mechanics. Right, just p- pick a mechanic, pick that word, pick your colors. You're good. Awesome. Okay, but you want to go a little up. above that. Yes. Uh, yeah. So what we did is there's ten two color combos. Okay. So we make ten archetypes. So I will walk you through the ten infinity archetypes. You Let's hear that? Go. You are getting the ten archetypes the ten. Okay. from Mark Rosewater himself. Okay, from number one. The horse's mouth. Blue. I'm sorry blue. I called you a horse. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to alienate all of the Mark Rosewaters on this I show. Did it again. <laughs> okay, so okay. how many people can we alienate before the show is over? <laughs> oh, don't, okay. don't ask. Don't even. Submarine people, space people, horse people. I horse. mean, we're using the word alienate, and there's aliens in the set, Mark. Do they Good. hate us now? I think the aliens still like you. Okay, thank okay. God. Excellent. Okay. okay. White blue. White blue. White blue. Okay. White blue. So the white blue archetype is a name slash name stickers matter. Okay. So... Normal magic can't care about names. Like, well, normal magic can care about whether it's the name or not. Like, you, we can say, yes. I can affect things that are exactly this name. Yeah. But it can't care sure. about qualities of names. It can't care about what letter does it start with, how many words in it, how many unique vowels are in it. it none of that we can do. But in unsets, we can do that. Great. So the blue-white archetype is caring about names. And then what you want to do is there are name stickers in the set. So you want to put name stickers on to enhance. Yeah. Uh, so, like. I, I, yeah, I pulled up the, the blue-white uh, signpost uncommon. Yes. for the set which is an- Angelic Herald and Herald is spelled like the name everybody that's, a, that's his name Angelic Herald it's really good one he white sings blue, like an angel for a 2-2 two, two <laughs> angel performer with flying when Angelic Herald enters the battlefield you may put a name sticker on a non-land permanent you own each creature you control with three or more words 
in its name gets plus one plus one. Oh. And it's a good example of like names matter, so you can put stickers. So the more stickers you own, the longer the names get. Great. But you can also, let's say you pick up Angelic Herald, just getting longer name cards, some names already have three names in them, you yeah. know, get a bonus automatically. So. so I have a question. What are some of your favorite names, sticker names that you could add to cards? Uh, well, so delusionary is the one word that has all five vowels and a Y in it, which becomes very important. All uh, right, all yeah, right. So what is, by the way, here, here's how we had to do the name stickers, yeah. is I made a list of three things. One was, what are all the requirements that some card cares about? Yeah. The second is, what are all the cool top-down tropes of a, of a carnival? You know, circus, amusement park. And the third is, what are fun magic words? What are words that show up a lot in magic? Oh, sorry, and there was a fourth list, which is what are funny words. Great. Um, and so, uh, <laughs> basically, Fart. every time I pick a word, I'm like, oh, does it meet a requirement of the set? Oh, is it a magic thing? Is it a carnival thing? Is it a funny thing? And then, if you were in multiple categories, that was better, right? So the yeah. more things you could be in. <laughs> so, like, ideally, if you could, like, oh, you mechanically mattered, and you're, you're, you're magic or carnivals, and you're funny, th those would go in. So, anyway, we spent probably way more time than it should, making sure of all the names. So there are 48 sticker sheets. Yeah. There's three names in each sticker sheet. So that is four, 48 times three, uh, 120, what's 144. Uh, there's 144 nice. unique names in the set. There's no repeating of names. Uh, and anyway, we we spent a lot of time on them. That's cool. Making sure the comedy and everything is as good as it can be. I saw that I saw that jetpack is a word you can add to cards, and I think yes, that's yes. a great one. Jetpack. I think jetpack. my favorite is I want to have. So there's the there's the white card knight in blank armor. Yes. Yeah. And there's a sticker that says guacamole. Yes, that's right. Knight, you can have a knight in guacamole <laughs> armor. Because guacamole. Saying, is a funny word. Don't you know like, guacamole's called avocado dip, oh, Megan? <laughs> Maria once, in this very city in of Victoria, Canada, city. called guacamole avocado dip, and actually I haven't talked to her <laughs> since then. <laughs> that causes schism. Yeah, this is not actually happening right no. now. I edit myself into every podcast and post and try and respond as I would have if I had been there live. It's a lot of work. Oh. <laughs> okay, so that's white-blue. Okay, that's white-blue. Yeah. Okay, next is blue-black. Blue black. So blue black is what we call dice control. And the idea, it's a control deck, but it makes a lot of use of dice. And blue and black are the two colors that can manipulate dice. Blue can reroll dice. Blue can make you roll extra dice and pick one. Black can up uh, the number, the result from uh, up or down by one. Sure. Yeah. And so the idea is, there's a lot of things that roll die. And by the way, attractions roll dice. So whenever I say we care about die rolling, you care about attractions because attractions roll dice. So the idea in blue black is you get a lot of cards that roll dice, and then you get a, you want certain results, and so you can fine tune the results. Yeah. So let's yeah. talk about DK. Yeah, DK finder. Of the Lost is one blue black and DK by the way is like the name D and then the name K but it's like DK like it's like a zombie, a zombie. she's she, a zombie a, she's in charge of a lost and found but she's a zombie oh it's beautiful uh, she's a 1-4 when DK finder of the lost enters the battlefield open an attraction so you get to take your attraction deck and put yeah. one onto the battlefield whenever you roll a 2 each opponent loses one life and you gain one life whenever you roll a 4 you may tap or untap target artifact or creature whenever you roll a 6 return target creature card from your graveyard to your hand Right, right. And the perfect example there is you might you might want specific things in the moment, and so you might want to try to you know get your dice to get the effect you wanted. So she gives you different possibilities, but oh, a two is a drain. That's very different than a six, which is getting back a creature, right? So they're doing different things. So you might want to manipulate. Um, and blue black generally is a more of a control oriented deck, so you're sort of going to win. It's a little slower of a deck, but you'll win by controlling things and then you know bleeding them out or attacking with unblockable things or stuff like that. Yeah. That's cool. It seems great. very blue-black, too. Oh, by the way, look at the art for DK. Um, it's a lost and found, and there's a lot of magic items that are lost and found oh. in it. Oh! For example, what is she holding in her hand? 
Um, the, the little, UFO hat thing. Yeah, skull saucer from Unstable. Skull saucer. That's when we had to put your head on the table. <laughs> oh, great. But anyway, there's a lot of objects in the back. So, yes. um, Annie Sard- Sardellis did our card concepting, and there's a lot, a lot of jokes in the art. So there's a card called Bag Check, where they're dumping out, like they're checking your bags, and all the items are magic items. There's a, a prize wall, a lot of them are magic items. So Fabulous. there's a lot of magic items hidden in art in this. So there's a lot of little Easter eggs. Okay. Can we move on to yes. uh, Black yep. Red? Black Red. Okay, Black Red. Um, Minoxa is the name of the uh, signpost card. Minoxa. So Black Red is about rolling high. Rolling dice, but rolling high. And it rewards you. The higher you roll, usually the better. So Minoxa is a good example of this. Minoxa Midway Manager, two Black Red for a 3-3 three, three vampire employee. Whenever you roll a 3 or higher, Minoxa Midway Manager gains first strike until end of turn. If the roll was 4 or higher, it gains menace until end of turn. If the roll was 5 or higher, it gains lifelink until end of turn. Turn six, roll a six-sided die. Wow. Yes. Cool. Nice. So if you're playing Black Red, you want to play a lot of things with dice rolling. Again, attractions roll dice, so you want to play attractions. Um, and it's looking for you to roll high. So there's uh, Black manipulates a little bit. Red tends to roll a lot of dice. And then there's a lot of rewards for rolling high things there. Yeah. Also, I want to point out just uh, Minoxa is a, is a cool story. We decided that the midway is going to be run by vampires. <laughs> so all the workers on the midway are vampires. Oh, um, that's great. Well, I mean, like, <laughs> that seems about that's right. That's when you want to go to the, midnight, the midway is at night. Yes. So it makes sense that vampires well, are running. it's in space. There's no day. It's in space. <laughs> or is it Wait. always day and always night? But are they on a planet? Uh, they're they're outside of a planet. I, I guess it's true. They're outside of a planet. I think they tend to, if you look at all the art, it looks like it's during the night. So I think maybe they, they keep the yeah. ship on the dark side. Maybe. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. <laughs> all right, that's black, okay, red. Okay, that's black. Next we get to red, green. Red, green. Yes. Okay. Right. Uh, so th- uh, the signpost card for this is the family Goblinson. The space, the space family, family Goblinson. Goblinson. Which is a great name. Um, so red, green is about rolling lots of dice. So it rewards you for rolling many dice in a turn. Usually three is, is the trigger. So okay. that's the space family yeah. Goblinson. Uh, two red, green for a 1-1 one, one Goblin guest. <laughs> the space family Goblinson has trample as long as you've rolled three or more dice this turn. Whenever you roll a die, put a plus one, plus one counter on the space family Goblinson. Great. Great. Yeah, so the idea here is you just want to roll a lot of dice with the red-green, and it rewards you for rolling a lot of dice. Again, attractions are good, because yep. you roll one dice every turn if you have an attraction. So um, so red-green also likes attractions, but likes dice rolling impossible. And, and in general, you tend to build up. It's more of a mid-range deck. Uh, maybe you can build things up and attack. So it's, it's more of a, like a red-green mid-range, but with a, with a dice theme. Yeah. So Excellent. Okay, next up is green-white. Green uh, white. So this is Whiskers and Tusk. This oh, is Tusk and so, Whiskers. Tusk and Whiskers. Tusk and Whiskers. Yeah. Tusk and Whiskers. Okay, go ahead. Very cute. Uh, you go, yeah. Megan. You go. Three green white. A legendary creature, elephant mouse performer for a 4-4. Whenever you put an ability sticker on a creature, put a plus one, plus one counter on that creature. Two green white tap. You get ticket. You may put a sticker on a non-land permanent you own. Okay, so green white is about ability stickers matter. Um, so ability stickers use tickets. So in, in the sticker thing, in order to do abilities or power toughness stickers, you need to have tickets. Tickets are like energy that are counter that you get. Sure. Yeah. Um, names and art are free, so you can just do those whenever. Uh, <laughs> so green-white is about kind of doing a build-up. So it, it uh, has, it really wants you to enhance your creatures and sort of make them bigger and then kind of win with them. And so it, it helps you get tickets. It helps you get, you know, ability stickers. This card rewards you specifically for ability stickers. And so it's really about building up your creatures. And this is very cute. Yes. And the, it's very cute. The mouse is on balancing on the end of the elephant's tusk on top of a ball, which seems 
exceedingly difficult. Yes, and the elephant also doing quite a bit of balancing. Oh yeah, the elephant is also balancing on a ball. Like, We're all balancing. I think everyone looks at the mouse but doesn't realize how much work the elephant has to do. Exactly, <laughs> Tusk, right? Tusk, Tusk puts them it's on a metaphor. Work. I think, I think Tusk is really the yeah. foundation of this act, but everyone looks at Whiskers and yeah. it's a tough time, all right? Whiskers is on all the posters and Tusk is bitter about it. I mean, Tusk reads the reviews. It's always Whiskers, Whiskers, Whiskers. Whiskers, Whiskers, Whiskers. Tusk is like, come on. So. I take up visually, I'm 99% of the picture here. Okay, next we move on to White Black. So this is Brim's Barone. So White Black is our Hats Matter our archetype. Yeah, oh, Hats Matter! So, we, uh, so art matters in the set in a way that it doesn't matter in most sets. I mean, art is lovely in most sets, but me. it mechanically matters in this set. Yes. Uh, and what we found was we early on tried different things, like if you have a blue thing in your art, and what we found is a lot of art is very subjective. Yes. Like even what is blue, we had an argument, <laughs> like we literally had an argument where I'm like, that's purple, that's blue, it's purple, it's blue. Um, so it's, it's very hard. How people see things is very subjective. Um, but what we found was hats was something that most people could agree on. So at low rarity, You found the, the one thing that can bring yes, America together. Bring together. Hats. So, hats. Um, and Canadians. And <laughs> yes. Um, so what we found was um, at low rarities, so at common, uncommon, mostly hat matters is what we have, and then at high rarities, at uh, rare and mythic rare, we have some other art matters cards. So there's other things oh, you God. can care about in the art. Okay. Um, but hats is our theme, and it has a recursion theme. So it's a white black recursion deck, but it specifically cares about hats. So let's here's well, Brim's. I mean, it's so much easier to resurrect someone that was wearing a hat. Yes. Oh yeah, have we've you all tried to resurrect some, a hatless person. Much more so difficult. much more difficult. Yeah. All right, Brim's Barone, Midway Mobster, three white, black, for a five, four legendary creature, human rogue. When Brim's Barone, Midway Mobster enters the battlefield, put a plus one, plus one counter on each other creature you control that has a hat. Uh, Brim's has menace as long as you're wearing a hat. Five, four. Okay, so two things to bring up here. One is uh, we, we have to wear a hat. Some creatures naturally wear a hat, yeah. but we have stickers. <laughs> Uh, and there are, I think, two-thirds of the sticker sheets have a hat sticker. Great. So Great. you can put a sticker on it. So the way stickers work is, as long as you're in a public zone, so if you're on the battlefield, if you're in the graveyard, if you're in exile, if you're in the command zone, the sticker stays on. If you go to non-public zones, which is the hand or library, the sticker goes back to the sticker sheet. You can re-sticker it. But, yep. for example, when things die and go to the graveyard, the hat stays on them. So there are cards that'll get back hatted things, for example. I would personally like to be buried with my hat collection. Yes. Um, the second thing is... You'll notice that Hat Matters extends not just to the cards, but to the players. And so if you're going to play in an Infinity event, you might want to wear a hat. Because there are ways, there are cards that both reward you for wearing a hat, and there's even a card that prevents you from being damaged if you have a hat. Ooh. So. Powerful. Wow. I mean, I'm, that's why I'm so glad we're doing the PPR at Loading Ready Run. <laughs> Let's have this debate right yes. now, though. What? Is this a hat? I'm pointing at something that looks, it's like a Viking helmet it, it, yes. with a mask it inside. Is, yeah, it that's is, it a, is hat. a hat. That's, that's a hat. hat. Yes. All right. I was going to ask um, about Comet, the stellar pup, the plane, one of the planeswalkers from the set, uh, is wearing a space you know, helmet. Space helmets are not hats. <gasps> although what? many, because they do not actually sit on the head, but we have most, or not most, a lot so of the it, creatures that have a space helmet have a hat on. If you look must, inside. It must oh. sit on the head. It must be those, on the head. Because those are resting on the shoulders. And not that your the, argument? The, the helmet's also part of a larger outfit that's, yes. you know. I hoods, like to take this apart. Hoods, hoods are not hats, so. <laughs> okay, hoods are not hats. <laughs> hey, by the way, we have an FAQ. We define the hat, so. Oh, you do? Okay, okay. Um, okay, and we'll, we can talk more Comet later. Comet has a great story, but let, let's finish the archetypes. Okay, okay. And then I promise we'll talk Comet. Great. Okay. okay. What's next? Okay, next is Blue Red. Blue Red. So this is Roxy is the... 
the, the card. Um, so blue-red is the art stickers matter. Yes. Uh, so art stickers are free. I mean, you have to have a card that says you sticker them, but yeah. they don't cost tickets to sticker. And you just want to have a lot of art stickers. The more art stickers, the better. Yeah. So read, let's read uh, Roxy. You have Roxy over there, Megan? Yes. Roxy, okay. publicist to the stars, two blue-red for a star four human employee. Flying Roxy, publicist to the stars, power is equal to the number of permanents you control with an art sticker plus the number of cards in your graveyard with an ah. art sticker. When Roxy enters the battlefield, distribute up to two art stickers among one or two non-land permanents you own. So Star, blue Star red's Ford. all about art. Art, art, yeah. art. So you want to play a lot of art. Uh, in general, by the way, the things that care about stickers, I talk about white, blue is name stickers, green, white with ability stickers. There's a lot of generic cards that just care about stickers. So all those cards are playable, even if you're caring about a specific thing, but then there's cards that give you extra bonus if you're playing a specific kind of sticker. Yeah. So all the generic sticker cards will work in any sticker deck. Sure. Um, I'm going to later on ask each of you which yes. sticker you most identify with. Oh, thank you. So consider. Yeah. <laughs> I want you to just be contemplating Okay. okay. Okay, um, next up we have black-green. So uh, black is the primary attraction color. Green, I think, is secondary. So black-green is about play lots of attractions. So it gives you a lot of rewards for just visiting a lot of attractions, and you make that happen by having a lot of attractions. So Spinneret is the... Uh, the signpost card. Want to read Spinneret? Spinneret Arachnobat. Great name. Three green uh, black for a 2-4 spider performer. <laughs> Reach. I would argue all spiders are performers. They're just like their webs. Like They're doing their little thing So extra. Time. Yeah. When Spinneret Arachnobat enters the battlefield, open an attraction. As long as you control three or more attractions, Spinneret gets plus two plus zero and has menace. Ooh. Right. So right. Black Ring just wants you to play a lot of attractions. And yeah. so just... There's a lot of cards to get attractions, so a lot of rewards for attractions, a lot of bonuses for having attractions, so we just want to have a lot of attractions. Okay, next up is red-white. This is Maria's favorite, I've been told. Yeah. Okay, so red-white is robot aggro. So we, uh, in most sets, we like to have a creature type that we care about. Mm -hmm. In this set, it's robots. Yay! So in, the, in this world, all the clowns are robots. Yes. Although we'll see Pietro in a second. The only, there's one clown that's not a robot. She makes the robots. Uh, and then um, there's some robots that aren't clowns. But uh, anyway, the idea here is put all the robots together in a deck. Robots are all red, white, or colorless. And then you can have this aggro robot deck. I love it. Um, yes. I love being aggro, as you know. Um, I, I really love robots, as some listeners know. Um, clowns uh, sit uneasily with me, um, but I will accept it for the previous two reasons. <laughs> well, this, the reason we made the, the reason all clowns are robots is we wanted to have robots because it's a circus, but we didn't want them to be creepy. Wait, you want to have clowns because it was a circus? Yes, clowns because it's a circus. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Well, we wanted to have, sorry, we wanted to have clowns. <laughs> Well, we wanted to have robots because it's a sci-fi circus, but yeah, okay. we wanted to have clowns because it was a circus. We didn't want them to be creepy because I don't know who the PR person is for clowns, but they've been really flipping on <laughs> yes, the job. I know. Um, and clowns yeah, have been, have, clowns been, been doing a little a creepy. Bad job. Uh, so anyway, we made these really colorful, and so the robots, the, the cute thing about the robots is uh, each robot has one function, and whatever its function is, it does to like the nth degree. So like all the clown robots have a different clown function. So for example, this is a pie-throwing robot. This is a balloon animal robot. So they all have different functions. I and love so they, that. they do that thing. Yes. And Pietro, which we're going to read in a second, is, she's the one that programs all the robots. She's the maker of the robots. Oh, what and a great she, job. she studies the science of humor. So, Oh! Yeah. Pietra, crafter of clowns. Yes. One red, white for three, two, human clown artificer, haste. Robots you control get plus one, plus one. Red, white, tap. Tell a joke you haven't told this game to someone outside the game. Create a one, one white clown robot artifact creature token. If that person laughed, the token gains haste until end of turn. <laughs> 
Yes. <laughs> Maria, what is the joke you're telling? Wow. First joke that comes to your mind. I don't want to save now because I want to save it for the PPR. <laughs> all right, all right. I but this is going to air after the PPR. That's true. Okay, I have to think of a non-dirty joke. <laughs> yep. You That's have to an think impossible of a joke. Task. That's a handicap. <laughs> all right. Mark, do you have a joke ready? Do I do, I do. Card? You okay. Play this card. Okay. Why did they ban the jazz orchestra? Oh, why? Why? Too much sax and violins. <laughs> I would have got haste. Yeah, that's a good joke. That's haste right there. That's yeah. haste for you. That's a good joke. So. Um, yeah, I love this. I love this archetype. I think it's so cool. And I just absolutely adore the tell the joke yes. clause on this card. Yep. It's just so perfect. Tell a joke, onset. get a clown. Yeah, uh, okay. it's really great. <laughs> okay, the final archetype is green blue. Uh, so Ambassador Blorpy Blorpoop is our uh, signpost <laughs> card. Uh, so he cares about power toughness stickers. So um, basically what you want to do is it helps you get tickets and then just make your creatures really big using power toughness enhancing stickers Great. and then um, attack. So let's, let's read, uh, read Ambassador Blorpy Blorpoop. All right, I've been practicing this name, everybody. Ambassador Blorpity Blorpoop. Three green blue for a 3-3 three, three alien advisor guest. When Ambassador Blorpity Blorpoop enters the battlefield, you get three tickets. Then you may put a sticker on a non-land permanent you own. At the beginning of each combat, you may have Ambassador Blorpity Blorpoop's basic power and toughness become equal to the tower, the total power and toughness of all stickers on permanents you control. Uh, great. Got there. So anyway, so the green blue is all about sort of it's sort of a kind of a rampy deck that gets you tickets, gets you mana, and helps you sort of like make big creatures by using uh, power toughness stickers. I'm in love with Ambassador Blorpity Blorp Bloop. Yes, <laughs> he's yes, so right. cute. He's very cute. He's got a lot of swagger for it. Yeah. So in his art, by the way, um, so the the flavor of the Blorbians, he's a Blorbian. Yeah. Was uh, so the Captain Rex Nebula, who's the captain of the Astratorium, not the best of pilots. He accidentally backed into their planet. Oh, wow. Uh, and so Myra gave uh, permanent residence to all the aliens, the Blorbians, and so then they now live on the Astratorium. Oh. And they've gotten very, very good at all the games. So if you notice in his art, it's his collection of all the stuff he's won at the games. Oh, wow. Good job. Yeah, so. He's done so yeah, well he's for done himself. And it has a Johnny a plushie in it. In <laughs> you know, I think that we can all really identify with one day I accidentally backed into a carnival and now I live there. <laughs> no, the carnival backed into you. Oh, sorry, the <laughs> carnival backed into me. Uh, it's, it's happened to the best of us. <laughs> okay, so now that we're done with the archetypes, I promised we talked about Comet. Yes, yes Comet. Okay. Comet. So what happened was uh, I, I talked to the players a lot and one of the common requests I got was people were like, all of these humans, could we have a non-human uh, I have a said that to you before. Uh, and so one of the things that came up is people saying, you know what would be really cool? How about a dog planeswalker? I mean, like he, he digs up bones yes. in the stride, he buries them on Zendikar, like, like not a human, a dog. And I said, so uh, for um, Unsanctioned, which was the box set, I went and talked to uh, whoever's in, like, I didn't say, I had a clear, like, I didn't want to make something that we'd make in a normal set. Yeah. And so I'd pitch a bunch of different ideas, and I said a dog, and they're like, well, we'll get back to you, we're not sure. So we ended up doing Beebles in that one. Um, but anyway, I went back, and it was a different person this time, and I said, what about a dog? They're like, sounds good to us. Um, so the, the playtest name for this card was Laika. Uh, the, oh, first, the first dog in space. the first dog in space. Um, and anyway, so the trick of this card was, um, why don't you read the card before I explain what, what the card's about? <laughs> okay, okay. Comet Stellar Pup great name. Two red white for a five loyalty planeswalker. Zero roll a six sided die. One or two plus two. Then create two one one green squirrel creature tokens. They gain haste until end of turn. Three you get minus one. Then return a card with mana value two or less from your graveyard to your hand. 
Oh, I see. Four or five, Comet Stellar Pup deals damage equal to the number of loyalty counters on him to a creature or player, then minus two. Six, plus one, you may activate Comet Stellar Pup's loyalty abilities two more times this turn. Cool. <laughs> Very cool. Right, so the, the premise was, how do you make a dog planeswalker? And what we finally came to the conclusion was, well, they have to act with their own accord. Like, it, it, this is not a human that you can tell to do things. It's a dog. Uh, and so the flavor we like oh, a lot is, I love the dog that. just does what the dog's going to do. <laughs> I mean, generally they're a good thing, so you know. Yeah. Um, and so originally they had flavor words on them. We couldn't fit the flavor words. But like the first ability was chase squirrels. Yes. And the second ability was dig up a bone. And <laughs> right. the third ability was, you know, attack. And the fourth ability was do tricks. Um, and oh, so, that's oh. so cute. And so anyway, oh, the idea is that yeah, it's comments going to do what comments going to do. But because and there's dice rolling in it, it's very random. So like you can have amazing comment turns. You can have kind of not so great comment turns. But you can have amazing where you're rolling lots of dice. He's doing lots of things. Um, I once had comment attack for 10. So that was my best. <laughs> I, <laughs> a dog. I want, like, one, I want to read a story that's <laughs> Comet Spark, like how did Comet yeah. Spark <laughs> happen. <laughs> Two, any, have you all had dogs that do the thing where they're inside, and but they want to go out, and so they put their nose right up against the window, yeah. and then they lick the window? <laughs> and I can just, all I'm imagining is Comet licking the inside of his helmet. That's all. <laughs> I was just pushing his dog nose up against the inside of his helmet and then licking the glass. So here's one of the cool things. Since we didn't actually produce an article explaining all the stories, that I can just make things up and claim that it's official. Yeah, absolutely. Who's going to contradict me, absolutely. right? Absolutely. So here's my belief on how he sparked. Perfect. Oh, let's here we go. Cannon. He saw a squirrel and got so excited, he sparked. <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. That's what happens to me, honestly, whenever I A lot of times, a lot of, they spark because some traumatic thing happens to you. Like, this horrible thing happened. But I just think he got so happy. He was so excited. so excited. Yes. You know, so that's, the comment was, it was happiness. He was just so happy. I'll give him a traumatic story, but that's dog traumatic, which is where, like, his people, his people left for five minutes to run to the grocery store. Like, the person left, they came back. They were always going to come back. Sparked. But for that five minutes, he was like, they're gone forever. Yeah. Oh, and, Sparked. And the reason that Comet is here, a little side note, is um, there is a, there's four different, um, what's the word I want? Uh, we have lots of animals and they overrun the place. Um, Zoomings. No, no, no. Uh, uh, what's the word? So, like, for example, if you. A uh, menagerie. A human. Well, uh, well, the word. But um, so there's f- on the on the park. There's four different animals that are running amok on the park that they they can't they can't keep under control. Petting zoo. Oh. Um, one is there is uh, gremlins. Great. Uh, there are beebles. There are rats and there are squirrels. Oh, incredible! Um, and so uh, the fact that there's so many squirrels on there is Comet loves squirrels. Yeah. And so he just has endless fun. So whenever he's not, you know. Jumping around the multiverse. Yeah, this is this is his sort this of temporary home. This is his home. favorite place. He's and like, Myra, Myra built a little doghouse for him because Myra likes him a lot. So, oh, I love that gremlins so are here, Mark. I really am a huge fan yes. of gremlins too. Yes, and of course they would be. Like they, this is this yeah, is it, it, for it them. makes sense. Yeah, we there's a like, oh, it's an outbreak. There's there, anyway, there's an outbreak of all sorts of different things on the, on, on the. There's also a beeble like there's a beeble outbreak. There's a bunch of beebles on the set. So fabulous. Great. So we've gone through the 10 archetypes yeah. and yes. we've talked about Comet the best dog. Yes. I want to just quickly say for people who are interested in, in drafting this and stuff, the other unique thing about this set is the attractions. Um, so I just want to cover exactly okay. how those work real sure, quick. Sure, 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 sure. 
Okay, so the way attractions work is there are cards that open an attraction. Yep. So uh, attractions are a second deck, much like contraptions were a second deck. So you have a second deck, they have a different back, uh, and they're, they are artifacts when they put them on the battlefield. So when you open up an attraction, you take the top card of your attraction deck, which, which is randomized, you put it onto the battlefield, and then as long as you have at least one attraction, at the beginning of your main phase, you roll a six-sided die, but one die for as many attractions as you have. You don't, you don't, you don't roll many dice, you just roll one die no matter how many And then it's the result that and all will use. And then on each attraction, there's uh, one through six, and certain numbers are lit up, one is never lit up, six is always lit up, but then it varies card to card. And then whatever you roll, you visit those attractions. Um, they all sort of go on the stack, so you can visit whatever, whatever order you want. So if you roll a five, then look at all your attractions, and everyone with a five lit up, that's what you visit this turn. Okay, great. So for example, one that I just randomly have up here is right. Bumper Cars, mm -hmm. which has how many different variations? One, there two, three, four, five, six. Um, so for example, in this particular one, if you roll a three uh, and visit it, target creature must be blocked this turn if able. So there you right. go. So the way nice the attractions work is, we talk about variants of them with, with three exceptions, which I'll get to in a second. All the, the exceptions is the number that lights up. Yeah. So what we did is we made different versions with different numbers lighting up. So each time you play, it's not always exactly the same. So maybe I bumper cars one game and it's three and six, but I play a different game and it's two and six. For oh, example. that's great. I love that. Yeah. Um, um, very cool. Okay, and the one, the three exceptions are, there's three uncommon games. Oh, so the, the attractions break into three general categories. There's what we call the rides, which are represent famous rides, roller coaster, log flume, stuff like that. And they do a, a bunch of different random effects, mostly affecting creatures, but not completely. Uh, then there are the stands or the stores, and those are things you can get, like the concession stand or the clothing st shop. Yeah, the foam can, weapons kiosk, which right. gives out plus one, plus one counters. Yes, great. So, Great. And so the idea of those things is they give you some sort of resource. They give you a card or they give you a plus one, plus one counter, stuff like that. Um, and then the last thing are the games. The games are you're going to play a mini game and then there's a prize. And so if you win the mini game, you get the prize and the prize is something <laughs> so you good. get. So uh, good. And then um, if you win a prize, you sacrifice that attraction and open up a new attraction. Uh, what we found was if people got too good at games, they were winning too often. So we, yeah. we, we, we cycle them. <laughs> Um, <laughs> like trivia contest is one right. of the game attractions. Oh yes. man! Um, okay. Visit. This is the one two three six. Visit. An opponent chooses white card, land card, or planeswalker card, then mills a card. You have ten seconds to name something from the chosen category that starts with the same letter as the milled card. If you do, claim the prize. Okay, in this I'm, case, the prize is you get three tickets, and you may put a sticker on a non. -land and I do want to point out on this card, there's six versions. This is one of the ones that has three six versions. So yeah. this card says white or whatever another card will might say red or yeah you know, colorless. They, say, they say different things yeah. so this um, yeah an opponent chooses a colorless card creature card or plane then mills card yeah right so all right uh, so, so real quickly um it's uh trivia contest and the supportatorium and um scavenger hunt they're the three that have different versions because they're all games and we wanted to give you more variety of what the game was so they they have Cute. different things you look for so, i sorry i but, really okay. like that i just want to try a trivia contest with okay. you right now yes. which one do you want to do megan um all right i'm just gonna i'm gonna hit one at random here this one so uh, an opposing opponent chooses black card, artifact card, or expansion. Uh, all right, let's go with expansion. Expansion. Okay. All right, I just picked up some random cards that were laying on the ground in a... Uh, I'm sorry, loading right around. They were neatly placed <laughs> in a box. <laughs> I'm going to mill the card here. It is uh, red, pyromatics. So P. P. Expansion. Uh, actually, only one. Oh, that's in the future. But. <laughs> <laughs> that um, there you go. That yes. uh, but, um... Uh, 
I'm, I, uh, is there any other expansion? Yeah, that's yeah, there is. There is. It's the one after Nemesis, a prophecy. Prophecy. Wow. Okay. Wow. Wow. Well done. That would have been right. very difficult. You get three tickets without right. the new without the future. <laughs> <laughs> uh, fabulous. Um, this set, I just gotta say, this is a home run on flavor. I absolutely love the yes. mini games. Yes. I think that's so cool. And yes, for people wondering, there is a way to play a sub game in Infinity. And, uh, with, if you choose Scheherazade for your, um. Well, well there's two things. There's a card called Tug of War. Yeah, in, Tug this, of War. in the set, that's a sub game. And then there's a card called Photo Op that lets you go get any card and you could go get Shahrazad. Yeah, you and you again. pose as Shahrazad. Right, so and then Photo Op, the way it works is you have to pose as a picture, post it on your social media, and as long as somebody guesses it, you can go wish basically for that card. Any yeah. card people guess, you can wish for that card. So you have to sort of pose as a card you want. <laughs> <laughs> so you've already got your Shahrazad down for when we record. Yes, like, yes. Like this. Yes, I have the yeah. pose. Uh, Megan, what card are you going to pick? Ooh, to pose as? Yeah, for you to oh, wish for. My goodness. You can post multiple pictures, by the way. So okay. Okay. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. This is so hard. Look. I love so many cards. I'm gonna do, okay. do how one. Do I you pose have to guess as who it is. How do I pose as a boat full of treasure? <laughs> yeah, there you go. There it is. <laughs> Me being there it treasure is. Treasure cruise. Okay. okay. Th which card is this? Everybody can play. Who's in this room? <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, this is the card I'm wishing for. In front of me, these these are. I suppose I can't even like. No, you, you just talk. have to show us the photo. You, you have to show a photo. Slippery boggle. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, good guess, but no. I'm looking for a more powerful effect than slippery boggle. <laughs> Nothing. Uh, I hold on, hold on. We can get there. <sighs> this is impossible. <laughs> That's a hard one. Yeah, show, it is. Show us again. <laughs> I, 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 Sorry, podcast I do listeners. Not know. This is doing nothing for you. I was posing oh, obviously as Crater of These are the trees in front of me to yeah. show scale. Oh, you good. looked, you looked anguished, and I think of Crater Hope Behemoth as smiling. Yeah, I think he's happy. <laughs> what are you talking about? That's not a smile. Oh, on a beast of that. Yeah, that's, that's a, a behemoth smile. smile. <laughs> that's a behemoth smile. He's happy. Okay, he's if you say so. That's who I'm posing <laughs> as. Mark, uh, how did Infinity come to be? The space theme, all the rest of it, as space fans, as you know, yeah. as we both are. Tell me so, the okay, story. So the or, the what is the origin story? Yeah, yes. the origin story. So basically, uh, we did Unstable. It did well. And so they're like, okay, let's make another Unset. So what I like to do when I make Unsets is I like to sort of take something we do in normal magic and put the unlens to it. Great. So I decided I wanted to do a top-down set. Uh, and a good example of top-down sets might be Innistrad, that we did top-down yep. Gothic Horror. Horror. Uh, Throne of Eldraine, we did top-down Fairy Tales. Um, uh, uh, Theros is top-down you know, Greek mythology. So I went to our, uh, Dawn Murin, who's my art director. She did, my, she did the art direction for um, Unstable. We worked great together. We were excited to work together again. Fab. So I said to her, okay, I want to do a top-down set, but I wanted to do something I don't expect us to be doing in Magic anytime soon. Because, um, you know, Unsets aren't trying to chew up stuff we would just do. Yeah. So uh, I said, okay, well, give it a week, come back in a week, and tell me what, what, what do you think you want to do. So she came back. She goes, okay. Retro science fiction. And the idea is back in the 50s, they had this, like, there's this whole sort of looking at the future, but how the past looked at the future. Yeah. And so retro science fiction is very 50s, 60s, and it has, there's an art style to it and everything. And so she goes, retro science fiction. I say, circus slash amusement park slash carnival. 
And we looked at each other like, why can't we do both? So <laughs> oh, that's how we got Space Carnival. Why oh. not both? Yes. Why not both? Oh, and in fact, by the way, just going to point this out. Yeah. The, bo the boat, a booster fun. So we tend to do cards with, with the second art style. Uh, so the booster fun for this shows up on all the legendary creatures. Yes. And there's also some booster fun land stuff. Uh, but on the legendary creatures, there's 30 of them. And it's a retro pop art style where it's it has so sort of this. Cool. It has really sort of the, the look of the future from the 50s and 60s. Yes. And it has sort of a cartoony sort of vibe to it. It's very cool. Yes. Um, yeah, it's like it's cartoony, but it's oh, it's so good. I love it. <laughs> Mark, I, there's there's aliens in this set, which yes. I'm also a huge fan of aliens. Yes, there are aliens. In fact, the alien creature type appears for the first time in this set. Oh, excellent. Wow. Yes. Um, there's an alien dinosaur. There's an alien squirrel. Because <laughs> it's hard to do aliens there's in a, a, normal magic. There's a legendary yeah. alien advisor guest who's on They're the package. They're all aliens in magic, <laughs> yes. technically. Um, my question for you is, do you believe in aliens? Do I believe in aliens? I do believe in aliens. Do you? Because it's a very large universe. Yeah. And I believe, like, just on pure combinatorics and, like, there's life, has to be life out there. I mean, yeah. I'm not saying it looks like us, but there has to be life out there somewhere. Do you think that they're out there right now speculating about whether we exist? <gasps> that is possible. Maybe they made their right? own infinity set. And it's all And in it, they're, they're, and they're, they're saying it looks like us. <laughs> There's a photo of you on a you are on, on a pet yeah. magic booster. I'm ambassador Blorpy Blorpoop in another <laughs> another galaxy, and people are like, "Oh wow, look and at like, him! He's he so wears pants? cute. Why does he wear pants? Why is he wearing pants? <laughs> this is indecent." <laughs> okay, thank you. That would have been a burning question for me for a long time. If yeah. you believed in aliens yes. or not, so well, now, now, it's, now it's, it's solved. Now it's solved. Yeah, I mean that feels yeah that feels good. I asked you, um, but I would like the audience to know too. Okay. I was like, do, do you have the same like number of people working on the fun sets, like uh, you know, universes beyond infinity, as you would for a normal standard set? Well, basically, um, the larger the set is, sort of like how much revenue the set will make. Essentially, the more people that are on it. So, like the more money the set will make, the more more people hours it gets. Sure. Because yeah. every set has to budget basically, and one of the budgets is is people hours. Literally, like how many people for how many hours can work on it. So this was a little bit of a smaller set. So we had a little bit of a smaller design team. Um, so for example, at any one point in time, it was like three or four people. Now we we rotated a lot, but where uh, a lot of sets that are like a standard set, I might have five or six people. I've even had as big as seven people. Um, so it was a little bit smaller, but only because it's a smaller product. Sure, yeah. sure, sure. What is your personal number one favorite thing about Unfinity? That I got published. <laughs> <laughs> um, That's my, a great thing yeah, about I mean, it. Like, honestly. Yeah. Yeah, okay, yeah. so my, my favorite thing as far as a card. Um, the card I'm proudest of is Vorthos. So you want yeah, to Vorthos? Yeah, Vorthos is really, really good. I'm looking at, I'm going to find the alt art of Orthos because it's super cute. Okay. So this is like, um, Spike was the one that you did last. Right. So what happened was in Unglued, we did Timmy. So Timmy and Tammy are one of the psychographics. Yep. And then in Unglued, we did Johnny. So we, we later added the, the female names. They weren't sadly at the time, at the time. But Johnny and Jenny. So Johnny showed up in Unhinged. Then we did Spike in Unstable. Mm -hmm. uh, those are the three psychic graphics, but they're two what we call aesthetic profiles, which are Vorthos and Mel. So uh, Vorthos now shows up here. And uh, if you'll notice, John, uh, Timmy was green, Johnny was blue, Spike was black, Vorthos is red. What could Mel be? Okay. Ooh, um, the oh, mystery. Uh, Vorthos, steward of myth, one in a red for a legendary creature human gamer, which is... Great. Great. As Vorthos, Steward of Myth, enters the battlefield, choose a named magic character. Each spell you cast with a chosen character in its name, flavor text, or art costs Wooburg less to cast. This effect reduces only the amount of colored mana you pay 
She's a one three. Yes. Right. So the thing about her was we wanted to do, we wanted to sort of continue along the cycle. Yeah. Um, and Vorthos is all about the player that gets really in for flavor. Mm -hmm. the, the, the thing that really drives them is the flavor of the game. So I wanted a card that you could literally build around flavor. So the whole idea of this card is uh, you get to pick a character, any magic character, and then any card that at all references the character. And that includes, by the way, words that are referenced. So if you pick a Avicen, you get Avicenian. If you pick Niv Mizzet, you get Izzet. If you pick Whoa! Azor, you get Azorius. Which we've talked about. Maria and I were already blown away by the fact that we did not notice before yeah. that Mizzet and Izzet are yeah. essentially the same. So yeah, the Izzet were named that. after Niv Mizzet, who uh, founded the guild. Yes. Um, but anyway, so the idea is we wanted you to be able to build around it. The reason it specifically has Wooburg in it, we wanted it to be a five-color card from a, for so you can build a deck of all five yeah, colors. Yeah, so yeah. you can maximize. And the whole idea of the card is I'm building my Jace deck, my Chandra deck, my Urza deck, my Azor deck, my Niv Mizzet deck. And then you can just build a deck all around a character. Oh, yeah. that's great. So Which, I, I love it. Also, just speaking of Spike, as people have pointed out, we see Spike having the time of her life. Oh, absolutely. At this carnival, which is yes. nice to know that, you know, when she's done being spiky playing magic, she goes out and has a nice time Whoa, at the carnival. She's spiky at all games. That, that's what, oh, like, okay. she, I think she's playing skee-ball. Yeah, she's going to win this skee-ball. Yeah, she's playing skee-ball. Oh, I love skee-ball. She's winning. She's winning skee-ball. <laughs> uh, this card is very cool. Instant one, reveal standard procedure from your hand. Choose an instant or sorcery yeah. card with mana value three or less, currently legal in the standard format. Standard procedure becomes that card until end of turn. I asked Mark, Cute. I was like, what do you get with standard procedure? And he immediately fired back with how many cards you could choose from yeah. right now. There's currently 246. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. I know this because I had wow. it in my teaser. And I okay. realized I originally looked at the wrong thing and I said 500. I'm like, wait, wait, that's wrong. And I looked back and there was 246. So I got to say almost 250. Okay. <laughs> 246 choices. Wow. Yeah, by the way, when Brothers War comes out, there will be more than 246 yes, choices. Yes, that's so, a good point. Yes, if the card only gets up. better. <laughs> yes. But it keeps... Oh, so the inspiration for uh, for Standard Procedure, I made a card in Unglue 2, it's a set that never came out, that was called Shameless Plug. And it could be any card, you could turn it into any card that was in the latest Duelist, which was the magazine we used to put out. <laughs> oh, um, that's great. And so the idea was the card kept changing, yeah. the time changing. Yeah. I like that idea, but obviously I can't reference the Duelist since it's no longer around. But, <laughs> oh, okay, well, things in Standards. That, that seemed like a, a cool thing to do. <laughs> yeah, I love that. <laughs> all right, earlier okay. I asked you all, I told you, that yes. I was going to ask you this question. Yep. Which sticker do you most identify with on these sticker cards? Okay, most but identify with or like yes. most? Nope, most this identify with. This is representative with. of you okay. as a sticker. Where yes. do I see these, all of the sticker cards, um, Megan? There's a little gallery. If you um, look up. Okay, well, I will go first. Yeah. Here, if you want to search, you can you can scroll up and website. down. All okay, of them. so let's see if I can find. I know where it is, but wow. Uh, Infinity oh, sticker. I'm on the card called. Cool fluffy loxodon. I, I don't know if I can read that number, but what number sticker is it? Um, let's see. Uh, this is twenty-eight. So sticker number twenty-eight, and the the, oh, the sticker I most of it is there's a Karn bobblehead. Yes. Great. Um, so I co-created Karn because he's <laughs> from the Weatherlight Saga. Um, Mike Ryan yeah. and I co-created the Weatherlight Saga, uh, and I have an affinity for Karn. And Karn is just looking out for people, and he's trying to do the right thing. I know. Um, and I, I have an affinity for Karn. So uh, what happened was when Annie was picking all the images that we were going to make for the set, uh -huh. I asked her the one thing I asked her for. I said, "Could we please have a Karn bobblehead?" And so she said yes, and so we got uh, a Karn bobblehead. Good. Okay, Maria. Which sticker are you? What do you think I am choosing? Um, I think that you the are... The rubber chicken? Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Very good guess. 
very good guess. Uh, you're this. You're the cheese. <laughs> the cheese. Great guesses. These stickers are fantastic. Like, there's so many good ones. I, I This is, like, impossible to choose. I did consider the rubber chicken. It is, in fact, in second place. Okay. First place is the alien squirrel. Oh, the alien squirrel. Oh, I love the alien, the alien squirrel. The alien squirrel is very cute. So one of the things we did for the stickers, by the way, is we went through and figured out what were fun things we could do. So for this one, we made a list of things you expect at a carnival, mm -hmm. things that were magic-related, because there are a lot of magic jokes on here. Yeah. And and just things we thought would be fun to sticker. Like one of the things we that we wanted to do is we want to make sure the the act of stickering them on your card, the art stickers, are just fun to sticker. They're just fun things yes. to sticker. So we made word you know, like word balloons and we made sound effects and we made oh two thirds of them have a hat so that you can put hats on things. Um, and there's just a lot of there's lots of magic jokes. The Marari's there. Um, Fastos Biden is there. Uh, oh, and there's plushies. The idea is these are all things you could find at the park. The yes. stickers represent things you could find. So, for example, there's plushies for uh, most of the Gate Watch. There's like a Jace plushie and a Chandra plushie, even a dead Gideon plushie. So. <laughs> He's wow. Yeah. Dead. He has, no. He's got little axes for his eyes. Um, I love that you can just find the chain veil there. Yes, yeah, you can find the chain veil. I mean, there it's it is. It's not the real chain veil. Uh, I thought it was a real. I mean, this is real. It's like in a claw machine. Yes. <laughs> like, maybe, oh, maybe it's the real one. It's a real one. <laughs> Megan, which sticker are you? I'm the corn dog. Yes, the corn yeah. dog is great. Great sticker. You know, I just feels like me. <laughs> so the way, real quickly, the, the so stickers, I, you get... Uh, one sticker sheet per pack. Yep. And while you do draft attractions, you do not draft stickers. So whatever sticker sheet you open, keep it. That is, you, those are your three yep. sticker sheets. Oh, there's Kirk's um, thumb. If you're playing, yeah, it's Kirk's thumb. If you're playing in constructed, you bring ten, ten individual ones, so it's singleton, and then you randomly pick three before each game. Okay. So you have a little bit of control, but not complete control. Yeah. And when I say ten, you could be, you can bring up to forty-eight. Uh, yeah. You know. And if you want, there is a. We have online. If you just want to randomly pick three and don't have them in front of you. You can go online and click it. It'll just give you three. Great. Uh, by the way, you also don't have to add the stickers. If you just have a pen and paper, you know, as long as you record what the things are, yeah. you can just, with pen and paper, do it. If you don't have a sticker, you don't have to add the sticker. In a lot of ways, you can think of the stickers kind of like counters. Like, they're just things that you put on. Right. And so, um, you don't have to have the actual stickers, although it's fun with the actual stickers. Yeah. It is um, fun with the actual stickers. There are, but there are two cards, by the way, you kind of need the stickers, uh, both of which are acorn. One is called Jugglebot. Jugglebot. Yeah, look up Jugglebot. Yes. So Jugglebot, you have to put stickers in the art, and you can't touch Jugglebot or the frame or each other. And then he, <laughs> the more things he's juggling, the more powerful he gets. Juggletron. Yeah. Yes. Oh, Juggletron. Juggletron. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, whenever Juggletron attacks, you may put an art sticker on it. Juggletron gets plus three plus zero oh for each item in its art that's not touching mm. Juggletron, another item, or the card frame. Oh, that's so fun. Yeah. So you're trying to that's get as many. Great. And then there's a card called Astro. Uh, I'm sorry. Uh, uh, the Aquatorium. Uh, and the Aquatorium, they, 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 uh, Jugglertron wants you to have small stickers. The Aquatorium, uh, it's a tank that has an octopus and a shark in it, and there's cracks in the tank. And you have to cover up the cracks, and if you do, instead of getting a shark, you get an octopus. So instead of a 4-4, you get an 8-8. Eight -eight. <laughs> and so you want as big a stickers as possible so you can cover the cracks. Yeah, you're trying to keep you're trying to keep the shark yes. in. You do not want, you don't want to get out. Climb so. out. <laughs> oh, um, man. Once so I those are the two, uh, like, sticker shape matter cards. Okay. So those you kind of need stickers. But other than that, you can use pencil and paper for, for nothing else other than those two care about the quality. Um, oh, there is one more, um, the Phenambulist, uh, I forget his first name, 
uh, it, it's it's a blue card, it's a tightrope walker, Brad. and then you have to balance something on the other. You put an art sticker on the other side of his pole. <laughs> um, and yes. then if, it, if it's if it's if the outside person thinks it's weighted, um, then you get it. It's near. The <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. Um, yes, focused funambulist. Oh, yeah, focused funambulist. One in a blue for a two-one flash. Um, yeah, you oh, ask okay. a person outside the game, does this look balanced? If they say yes, you may tap or untap target creature. Yep. Great. Yes. <laughs> so then that one cares about like what what's in the art, and do you, do you think it's about the weight of a of an alien? Because that side yes. has an alien on it. Has a blorbian on it. Those are the blorbians. Oh uh-huh. well, we don't know the density of a blorbian, so well, people have to guess. What do you think? Density? They, maybe they're heavy. You know? I think that they're. <laughs> I think they're pretty. Dense I think the they're inside. pretty dense. They look yes. kind of dense. Okay. They're basically so you're like you put an elephant on their side. Is what you're yes. <laughs> yeah, it's very magical space density. It's like how much would I weigh if I was on Jupiter? Yeah. T- Twenty thousand pounds or yep. whatever, like that. Okay. Is there any story you want to tell that we didn't ask you about? Sorry. Yeah. Um, uh, this has a lot of stories. One of the things that's been uh, so most sets. I work on the beginning of the set and then I hand it off and somebody else finishes mm-hmm. it. So most sets, I, I'm there for you know the early part. But this set, I actually was in charge from the very, very beginning of design to the very, very end of design. And so I have endless stories. So like, uh, that's the hard part. Like literally pick a card, I can tell us. Randomly pick a card, I will tell you a story about it. Okay. Um, how is this par three? Oh, how is this par three? Okay. <laughs> so uh, this card, uh, read what it does before I uh, Two blue blue for an enchantment. Whenever you cast a spell, you may have target player mill X cards where X is the number of words in that spell's name. Okay. So this card um, actually started as an uncommon. Uh, and the idea was normally we'll have an uncommon you build around to do a draft strategy where you're milling people out. Yes. Uh, and the idea I like because this was on set, oh, that you care about names. So, like, you want to get wordier cards so that you can cast and do wordier cards. Um, so what happened was it got so good that we ended up moving it to rare. Um, <laughs> but another fun thing about it is when we named it, we wanted to have a long name so that it played well with itself in formats where you can have four ofs. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so to the naming team, we said, okay, it has to have at least six words in it. And um, both the name of this card and the flavor text of this card um, was done by uh, Kathleen from Loading Ready Run. Oh, so. great! I, I will read the flavor text because okay. it is great flavor text. Against the infinite backdrop of space, isn't all golf miniature? Oh, another thing about the card that people <laughs> so miss. So true. The reason it's a miniature golf course. Well, so, I'll ask you, why is it a miniature golf course? Wait, show me the art, Megan. Okay. Okay, so, uh, so you tell me why it's a, why it's a miniature golf course. Because it has a windmill. Right. It's a milling card, oh, so we put a windmill on it. I How do you see. get a windmill at a carnival? Ah, the miniature golf course the has a windmill. Golf oh, that's so that's why, that's why it has. And this card ended up being so good, we had to move it to rare. So what I'll say to you is, if you open this as your rare, Take it. it's a very, I mean, it's its own draft strategy, but the, the wordy mill deck is actually quite fun. I want to ask you about uh, one that I just really loved, which is the dexterity card, Devil K. Neville. Okay, so when we first did the world push, so what happens is you do vision design, then we sort of build the world. We bring an artist for three weeks, and we sort of build out the world. There were four characters that during the world push we ended up making. One was Meyer the Magnificent, because it's her circus. Yes. One was uh, Re- Captain Rex Nebula, the, the one who crashes into things. One was um, the most dangerous gamer, who uh, is this like outlaw that sneaks in the park and wins games and then sneaks out. <laughs> uh, and the it's last one living. was Devil K. Neville. And the idea about Devil K. Neville was it was a daredevil who was literally a devil. We thought that was very funny. <laughs> um, and so, and then we we came, we, we said, okay, he's he jumps over things. That's what he does. And we came up with this cool thing where you put a, like you take a card, you put it on the end, and then you like layer cards here and you flip it up and you got to get over all the cards. And if you do, then you get a bonus. 
And you can pick how long the line is. So like, the more adventuresome you want to get, the more you can. How Great. Much, do you have a record mark of how many cards? Uh, I think the best I've ever done is seven, but it's hard. Well, okay. okay. We're doing it right now. Okay, right here. So do eight. All right, you lay them out. I'm going to read Devil K. Neville. Two in a red. Okay. Legendary creature, devil performer, haste. It's a two-one. Whenever Devil K. Neville enters the battlefield, jump it over any number of creatures. If it clears those creatures, put that many plus one, plus one counters on it. Okay. So you're going to try to see if you can beat your record. My, my record was seven. Okay. So the way it works is you can take any creatures that are on the battlefield, yours or your opponent's, and if your opponent doesn't want you using their cards, you can just bring in cards from outside the game and yeah, put them in. Yeah, to represent um, Okay, so I have eight cards. So you, you lay it partly off here, yep. and then these are all like uh, perpendicular to it, yep. right next to each other, not overlapping but touching each other. And the goal is you want to flick it up, and you want him to jump over it so he lands on the other side. Okay, okay. let's see if, what you can do. Let's see if I beat can your do. own record here. <laughs> <laughs> no! <laughs> wow! I didn't account for the wind. That, okay, what happened? <laughs> the wind in this studio. Here's the play-by-play. Play. It went completely off to yeah, the right. Completely off the other way. Attempt two. No! <laughs> so it, that's not, it, that's it not, it has no, to land has over to, here? No, he has to clear the, like, he has to jump over it. Oh, he has to get yeah. all um, of them. Yeah, he has to clear, he has to clear it. Oh my god, so. this seems hard. Eight is, eight is hard, Oops. and to be honest, I'm not advising you to do eight at home. Eight is very hard. <laughs> do not um, play my, eight my, at the home. The best I ever did was seven, that's why we're trying to do eight. Um, and I did seven once, so it's not even like seven seasons. <laughs> I mean, if you practice, you can get a little better at it. Three, you should be able to do three. <laughs> okay. <laughs> nope, no, Maria did not. not make it over a single card. Well, I guess I shan't be drafting Devil K. Neville <laughs> So tomorrow. one of the fun things about, about unsets is we can do things like dexterity cards, which is like, in a normal tournament, yes, we don't want people doing that. It's not like yeah. the world championships, can I flip the card? You know, so, um, but it's fun to be able to do stuff like that. And like the visceralness of being able to like, hey, he has to literally jump over them is, is pretty cool. Yeah. So. I, I think it's really fun to be able to offer that, to mm -hmm. play magic in a totally new and different ways and fun ways and, and unsets. So, so, by the way, if you've never played an unset, well, here's one of the nice things about the unsets. Let me, let me pitch why unsets great, are awesome. Great, let's go. Is there's a spectrum of magic. On one end is like very, very serious magic. You can like go to tournaments and play the most serious things and be world champion. Like there's a very serious end of magic. But there also is the very sort of social fun side of magic, which is magic is about literally just having fun. You know, a winning is, is nice, but it's about just am I enjoying myself? And yeah. That there's a lot of designs that we can do that, in, like, tournament magic puts a lot of restrictions on what we can make. There's a lot of cards we just can't make. For example, there's cards that make total sense, the players will play them correctly, but the rules can't handle them technically. And in a tournament, like, technically it has to work 100% of the time. So there's a lot of fun cards, like Triple Strike's a good example, where, like, you know, Last Strike and Triple Strike, people, <laughs> yeah, can, understand, strike, people can understand how it works, but it, it doesn't work in the rules. You have to rewrite the rules to make it work. Um, and so the idea is, there's just a lot of fun things that you can do. We have what we call outside assistance, where you, you involve other people. We have die rolling, although die rolling now is in Black Border. Um, we have stuff like dexterity, there's stuff like uh, calling someone on the phone or using social media or balancing things on your fingers. Like, there's lots of weird things that we would never do in a normal game that, hey, magic is, like, that's one of the joys of magic. You can make magic the game you want it to be. And there's a really fun, crazy social game that it can be. And that's what the set leans into. It's like, hey, isn't it fun just to do something where it's just wildly fun and you'll, you'll make stories and you'll tell the stories about it, you know what I'm saying? And then... That's the thing that I love about the unsets is more so than any magic, they just lend themselves to telling crazy stories because weird and wacky things happen. Yeah. Like last time, for example, I was here for the, uh, we're in uh, Victoria, uh, for Loading Ready Run, like I was part of a two-headed giant playing in a Shahrazad sub-game. Yeah. Which is like, 
Like you can't, Great. you couldn't Why? have invented that. that no, was we weren't even playing that game, and I yeah. still talk about yes. that story. <laughs> it was amazing. It, <laughs> it was really good. Make memories, unsets. Yeah. Yes, so, and, and that's what I think. If you've never played an unset, that they're just fun. It's just silly. You do things you don't normally do. Things matter. Like oh, so one of the other things about infinity sets is so. And when you play games, what we call variants. And what variance means is, if I play the same game multiple times, how often will the same thing happen? Yeah. So for tournaments, you want low variance, right? I want the best player to win. So I, I want, if I'm playing my deck, mostly the same thing's gonna happen. Yeah. But variance, high variance is fun. So this is the most high variance set we do. So when you play an unfinished set, you, if you make a deck and you play 10 games with them, this is the set where they'll, they'll go radically different. Just the games you play, the stickers you'll sticker, or the attractions you'll draw, or just the way the game plays out is just very different from game to game. And so it is sort of juiced to be extra fun. <laughs> juiced. <laughs> juiced. This set is juiced. <laughs> play Infinity to get juiced. <laughs> <laughs> Hey everyone, before we go, we have to thank our sponsor, Ultra Pro. Um, and what better way to to thank them and to share with them everything to share with you everything that they're doing um, than to celebrate Halloween? Yeah, we we love Halloween. We're big fans of Halloween here at Good Luck High Five. Yes. Podcast listeners, you're not gonna be able to get much of this video <laughs> just no. listening to it. But you know what? So. You should certainly go watch it because I will tell you in this video, some of us love Halloween more than others. Yeah, it's a great point. And also, I almost <laughs> barfed while filming it. Hey, I think I'm your opponent this round. Oh, nice to meet you. Nice to meet you. I love your setup. Thank you so much. I just love Halloween. Wow, me too. It's like the best holiday. Yes. I throw a huge Halloween party every year. I invite the whole neighborhood. Um, it's a great way to get to meet your neighbors and stuff and yeah totally uh and have a lot of fun during spooky season i roll ultra pro there's a better way to celebrate spooky season Or watch it again or whatever. Goodluckhighfive.com uh, or youtube.com slash goodluckhighfive. You can find it embedded in this episode. Yeah. Or we also tweeted it out. So yeah, tw over follow on Twitter. us. GLHF Magic. GLHF Magic. What did I say? I don't know. Anyway, you can, <laughs> that's where we tweeted it. You yeah. can find it there. Our Instagram. Um, it was great fun to shoot. Thank you to Lodestone Coffee and Games for letting us film there. Um, and to Ultra Pro, of course, for being an amazing sponsor. Hey, do you want 5% off at Ultra Pro? Use code GLHF. There you go. Why wouldn't you? We got that for you. Why Special. wouldn't you want it? <laughs> well, everybody, that's this episode of Good Luck High Five. Thank you so much, Mark. Well, thanks for having me. Yeah, oh, thank I you. I love talking on set, so it's always fun. Yay. Yes, this is our third episode with Mark over the years. Yes, you yeah. can also catch us being a guest on his show. Drive to work way back at the you know sometime in the pandemic. I d I can't measure when it was. It was, it was just sometime in there somewhere. Twenty twenty ish. Yeah. Yes, exactly. <laughs> uh, this was awesome to get a behind the scenes look into Infinity. Even when this this set was just first going through previews, I remember thinking like. This yes. you guys nailed this. It's like so cool. So excited to finally have it in our hands. Yeah. Oh, I'm excited for people to play it. Uh, like the, the, we've been making this set for quite a while, so yeah. it is. Uh, 
one of the things that's that's uh, for, that's hard part of making magic is you make something, you, you, you pour your heart into it, you really, really enjoy what you've made, and then you have to sit on it for like years until the public gets to see it. So Much like I'm, I'm happy chicken. you guys are finally yes. getting a chance to see it. And you heard the part of the reason why we got to do this is because the last one did well. Yeah. So if you yes. want more unsets, go play <laughs> this unset so we can have more silly space random joy. And also like, which of these cards is cuter? I can't decide. The dog. <laughs> Carnival Barker. Fine. I mean, I'm just saying what I feel. You ask, so I was here to, here to tell you. <laughs> <laughs>